Chapter 1. The Personal and Global Toll of High Blood Pressure The night sky was clear, the air crisp and clean. Once I got out of my car at the lecture venue, the only noise interrupting that night's stillness was the repetitive sound of my feet hitting the pavement until an older model Chevy pickup began reversing out of its parking space. My eyes met the eyes of the pickup driver. It was Norman, my patient. I was excited Norman was here, apparently to sign up for our heart-healthy program. He sure needed it. However, I was confused. He was leaving, not coming. As Norman continued backing up, he rolled down his window and broke the news. Doc, I, I really do appreciate the opportunity, but I got a lot of work to do on the other side of the state. C can't attend this time. Maybe next time. Though concerned, what could I say? Norman and his wife Judy had been successful Wisconsin farmers. However, tired of the cold winters, they recently sold their farm and moved to our community with its more temperate climate. Judy thought it would be easier for Norman to get healthy, free from the demands of farm life. His blood pressure was poorly controlled, which she knew only added to the risks of his diabetes and high cholesterol. Not many days before that brief parking lot meeting, Norman was in my medical office complaining of shortness of breath. I offered him a variety of treatment options, but he wouldn't commit. I ordered some heart tests, but he hadn't had them done. As Norman drove off, I had an uneasy feeling. He needed to take his health seriously. He was too nonchalant. He wasn't interested in the treatments I had offered. He wasn't interested in living healthier. Doc, come on, he said, trying to reassure me. Other than a little shortness of breath, I feel fine. A few days later, I received a call. Norman had been admitted to the hospital with a catastrophic, life-threatening stroke. He was on life support. He couldn't move his limbs. He was confused. The hospitalist told me he was doubtful Norman would ever leave the hospital. He didn't. Norman hung on for two weeks in the ICU before breathing his last. I was deeply saddened. The warning signs were there. I had attempted to impress Norman with their gravity. However, his apathy indicated he thought that I was the one with the problem. Excessive concern regarding a healthy patient— now I was faced with one of those times when every compassionate health care provider hates to be right. Norman was dead. His life had ended far too soon. Judy was a widow. It was all so unnecessary. Blood pressure. Within appropriate limits, we need it to stay alive. However, high blood pressure is a beacon of warning. Refuse to respond at your own risk. Please, don't follow in Norman's footsteps.